These days, as our world becomes increasingly more digitized, attention is the real currency. The world is a noisy place. The internet is a very noisy place, especially when it comes to social media, becoming noisier and noisier each and every day. Over the past 10 years, most people have answered by just talking louder, and so now it feels like a lot of people are just shouting to be heard, desperate for whatever attention they can get. But there's another way. Rather than pushing your product on people, why not find ways to pull them in? Don't go anywhere because on today's episode, I'm going to share my five keys to social media success. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Hey everyone, I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. Each week I choose a different topic, we explore that topic, we pick it apart, hopefully by the end we come across some useful insights, uh, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the concepts we talk about here on the show. If you've been following along uh, for a while, you'll know that each and every week I invite you to become a subscriber and to to help me spread the word to other restaurant professionals out there. Uh, And I've got to thank you because this podcast is starting to spread like wildfire. Uh, Please keep going. Of course, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. uh, But just please keep coming back. Uh, I love having you guys here. So uh, so thank you. This is episode number 18. And today it's going to be all about social media. So for the past several years, I've been working with a variety of restaurants and chefs, primarily handling their digital marketing, specifically their social media marketing. Of course, we know that social media is one key way that restaurants can market themselves to prospective diners. And so I thought I'd take this opportunity uh, to talk about what it takes to find success on the various platforms. For our purposes, we're really talking about the main three. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But Uh, Of course, there are certainly other platforms out there that you should be aware of. Platforms like LinkedIn and YouTube and Snapchat and Pinterest and so on. But for most restaurants, I've found, especially small places, just managing those three main platforms can sometimes feel like a hassle. So we're going to focus in on just those. And though as we go on, I'll touch briefly on some of the other platforms to explain why you may want to explore using them. As we go on with the episode, I'm going to share with you my five keys to success. At the end, I'm going to make a couple of predictions uh, about the future of social media, what I see uh, coming down the pike in the next 12 to 18 months. And then we're going to finish up, as always, with a short assignment and, of course, our continuing education. So each platform is different. It's important to understand what they do well and what they don't do well. So today, I'm going to start with Instagram, which is a social network where people share photos and videos either to their feed, which for our purposes are permanent, or to their stories, which are temporary. They disappear after 24 hours. So you take a picture, and then the app lets you make adjustments to that picture, or you can add filters. You throw in a caption. You can tag other users in that caption using the at symbol or in the picture itself by clicking the button that says, conveniently enough, tag people. 
You can add a geotag, meaning that you can tell people where you were when you took that photo. Uh, this is, of course, particularly helpful to those of us working in restaurants because if someone takes a picture of their beautiful steak, we want them to be able to tell their followers where they got that steak. To do that, a user would just have to click the little button that says add location and then search for the restaurant. So if I post a photo to my feed, it becomes just another tile and the people who visit my profile can see all of the photos I've posted over the years. They look like little tiles. They're three to a row and you can scroll down on and on and on into infinity. On the other hand, uh, Instagram also has a story feature, which was stolen from Snapchat, but this is where you'd share a picture or a graphic or a video uh, that's meant to disappear in 24 hours. Uh, these are just quick, easy, snackable pieces of content. And believe me, there are uses for both, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Those are just the basics. So you post images or videos, then you tag them to make them social. Instagram is the most relevant when it comes to dining these days, and so that's why I put it first. It's a great place to show off stunning photos of your restaurant's food, wine, cocktails, space, people, and so on. On the other hand, though, uh, it has its limitations. You can't put website links in the caption. The only place where you can put a link is in the profile bio section, and you can only list one. For those accounts that reach 10,000 followers, uh, you have access to a link feature in the stories. Uh, sometimes you'll be scrolling through and you'll see that uh, certain accounts that have hit the 10,000 mark uh, in their story, they'll say swipe up for more. Um, and so you swipe up and then it takes you to, um, it takes you to a specific URL. Uh, if you can get there, it can be a very valuable tool. But for those of you struggling to get to that level, it's, uh, it's unavailable to you. Um, it's not an app for sharing the press or accolades you've gotten, uh, things like uh, good reviews or features or, or video content. Facebook, on the other hand, is a great place to share that kind of content. And so I'm going to use that as a segue to talk about this platform. So when it comes to user activity, Facebook is still king. With over 2 billion monthly active users, it has become an important part of all of our everyday lives. So love it or hate it, Facebook isn't going anywhere, at least not anytime soon. People love to say that they don't use Facebook, and yet the data suggests otherwise. People still use Facebook quite a bit, and because of the data it collects, it's become a key way to target potential customers. So every time you go onto Facebook, you're telling the platform a bit more about yourself. What you like, what you watch, what you share, who you're friends with, what they like, what they watch, what they share. All of that information gives the platform a better idea of who you are, what you like, and yes, what kind of consumer you are. That might make you feel a little dirty, but as a marketer, when it comes to finding prospective customers, you should feel excited by that. This is the easiest, clearest way out there to identify and reach potential diners. This is a platform where you can certainly share photos and videos like you do on Instagram, but uh, remember, it's also a place to link to other content that your audience might also be interested in. For example, features and reviews of the restaurant, or perhaps TV segments that, uh, that feature your business. All of those do really well on Facebook. Facebook Live is another useful tool people can use. It's a way to, uh, to turn on the camera and broadcast live to your fans so you can give them a behind the scenes look or access to things that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. 
Of course, there's a downside with Facebook, uh, as we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, and that is that organic reach is virtually dead. So in order to reach people, especially people who are not yet connected to your page, you have to be willing to spend some money. But we will get to that more in time. Uh, Twitter is number three when it comes to social platforms, I think, for restaurants. Uh, although ev over the last two or three years, uh, it's become less important. Uh, it's a great place to connect directly with your audience, either to uh, to existing customers or to potential diners. Uh, but more and more, I've found that users just aren't interested in conversing with a brand. Um, they want to uh, converse with each other, uh, to reach with other people with similar interests, or to reach out to celebrities. But for a brand, a company uh, to be on there, um, it makes less sense. Uh, still, though, I think given its history, it's a worthwhile place to be. And so I always recommend that restaurants at least maintain a presence on Twitter. Uh, of course, as I said a moment ago, there are other platforms out there. Uh, so YouTube might be a valuable platform to explore, especially if you've got team members who are good on video. Uh, this has primarily become a place where people go to learn things, uh, either to uh, discover new skills or to get answers to their questions. So having an educational slant might be a good idea if you wanted to explore YouTube. Uh, Snapchat seems to be a great place to access that 15 to 24-year-old demographic. So if your restaurant caters to a younger crowd, or if that younger crowd might be interested in the kind of content you have to share, or if they might influence the decision makers of the household, then Snapchat might be the, uh, the platform worth exploring. LinkedIn is carving out more market share as the world grows up. Um, it used to be a site where people just went to connect with colleagues or apply for jobs, uh, but it is becoming more social every day. There isn't nearly as much noise on that platform, so your content uh, will stick out a little bit better. Uh, that might be uh, reason enough to, uh, to maintain a presence on LinkedIn. Uh, Pinterest is yet another platform where you may want to carve out a presence. I know a lot of wedding planners and caterers and event management companies, uh, they love this site because it's so easy for their content to get shared over and over again. It's easy for their content to go viral. Uh, it's not particularly useful, at least uh, in my opinion, for restaurants yet, uh, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be considered depending on what kind of restaurant you have. Uh, and of course, there are more out there. I'm just not going to go into them all. Uh, I will say this though, whichever ones you choose, just make sure you stay active on those platforms. Commit yourself to maintaining a presence on whichever ones uh, that you want to choose. So it's better to do two or three really great than to half-ass it on five. Okay, so let's say you've made the decision to focus on three platforms. And for argument's sake, let's say you followed my advice. You're, you're going to do uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So two rules of thumb that I want to uh, point out before we dig into the five keys to success. So rule of thumb number one, if possible, try to make sure that the names and handles match across all of your digital assets. So for example, I have a buddy out in Madison, Wisconsin, who just opened his own restaurant. Uh, it's great, he's been in the business for like 25 years and he's just now finally getting the opportunity to have his own place, uh, but he did it right. The place is called 107 State and his website is 107state.com. His Facebook page, Instagram profile, and Twitter account all match. They are at 107 State. It is going to help them immensely with SEO rankings, uh, just helping them get found by the people who are looking for them. Uh, rule of thumb number two, make sure the profile pictures match. I know this sounds a little weird, uh, but I, you want to make sure that people know right away that they found what they're looking for, that they've landed in the right place. So 
Do those things and you're going to have a good foundation to put all the rest of this into practice. So without any further ado, today, as promised, I'm going to share with you my five keys to success on social media. Key number one, content is king, but consistency is queen. And yes, these two go hand in hand. So I've probably mentioned this before, but I live and work here in New York City, where I run my own digital marketing agency called Chip Close Creative. And I work with a variety of restaurants to help them fortify their online presence. I handle their digital marketing. So that's content strategy and SEO and web design and email marketing and social media. And one of the things uh, that always gets asked early on in our conversation, I'll be sitting across the table from a potential new client and they'll say, well, why should we hire you? And I'll say, well, because you need high quality content on a consistent basis. I think everyone needs that. So either you have to be willing to, uh, to hire a food photographer or a videographer uh, on a consistent basis, or you have to be able to capture great content yourself. Uh, so for me and my digital marketing agency, uh, that's, one, uh, that's one key benefit that we offer, that we do all the creative on our side, as well as the engagement and the posting and the scheduling and all of that, um, that we handle the creative. So for a restaurant owner out there, you either have to be, uh, be able to hire someone, to bring someone in to do all that, or you've got to be willing to do that yourself. So as an aside, uh, we're going to talk about food photography in an upcoming episode because um, I want to be able to show you how to capture images on your own. Own. Uh, it will help you better understand uh, food photography uh, so that when you hire a food photographer, you'll know the right questions to ask them. You'll better understand what they're doing. Uh, but I also want to be able to give you a foundation of information so that if you want to go try and capture images yourself, you can certainly do so. So you need high quality content on a consistent basis. Consistency happens a, a few different ways, and let's get into that. So I always recommend that clients come up with content pillars. So content pillars, uh, think of them like little categories. You're going to come up with five or six categories um, where all of your content is going to fit into one of them. So for a restaurant, that's probably food, beverage, the space, maybe the neighborhood, uh, maybe people and let's say specials. Let's say you've got you know a, an ever-changing uh, blackboard special. You've got a, a soup and sandwich every single day and it, and it keeps changing. So maybe that's going to be one of your pillars. So every piece of content you put online is going to fit into one of those few things. So there's variety, but you're being consistent in the kind of content you're always posting. So people aren't going to be surprised by what they see. It's not like there's going to be a post that comes in out of left field. So high quality content on a consistent basis. You get consistency by coming up with content pillars. Moving on, I want to talk about the ED principle. So uh, other people out there talk about something similar, but E-D-I-E. -E. That means that every piece of content should do one of the following four things. E, educate. D, demonstrate. I, inspire. And the last E is entertain. Educate demonstrate, inspire, or entertain. Think about all the ways that you can do that. And hey, listen, some of your content might do two or three of those 
at a time. So when we're talking about educating, right, uh, how to educate your audience, uh, maybe it's about uh, showing them what you're serving, or maybe you're going to teach them uh, how to make something from your menu, or you're going to explain how the wine list is laid out, or, or whatever it is, right? And you see there's some overlap with the next one, demonstrate. So maybe the chef is going to uh, to show, right, to, to demonstrate how, uh, how the restaurant makes one of the signature dishes. Or maybe the head bartender is going to make one of the new seasonal cocktails. Um, inspire, right? I'm not going to get into it, but there are a ton of ways that you can inspire people out there. You're going to inspire them to share your content, inspire them to like the content, or inspire them, hopefully, to come in and try the restaurant. It doesn't have to be weepy and self-indulgent. Just what can you do to inspire your audience? And then finally, entertain. There's nothing wrong with having a little fun. Entertainment is a key ingredient when it comes to social media. So the ED principle, again, educate, demonstrate, inspire, or entertain. Every piece of content must do one of those four things or it's not gonna work. That being said, you're gonna think about those things when deciding what to post, but I think you should also think about those things when you design your menu. So these days you'll hear people say, oh, that's so grammable, right? Meaning that'll do really well on Instagram. That's not a bad thing to think about when you design your service style, your food, your beverages, your cocktails. I'm always talking to my clients about theatricality, about bringing more drama to the plate, bringing more drama to the table. Uh, so uh, I've worked with uh, Chef Alfred Portali, and, and he first came to fame in the mid 80s when he took over the kitchen at Gotham Bar and Grill in New York City. Back then, he became known for what was called tall food. He would arrange the lobster in such a way that it would tower high above the plate, lamb chops that would lean on a quenella potato puree so that the bones stood high in the air. It was about attention. The dishes would grab the diner's attention as they arrived, helping turn people from the conversation at hand back to the meal in front of them. But it was also a little bit of spectacle. And nowadays, people snap tons of photos of the food as it hits the table because it shows well, right? Think about fish being filleted tableside or a cocktail that gets garnished in front of you. There's nothing wrong with making sure that the content and the experience are entertaining, that they're, that they're worth sharing, that they're worth talking about. So the content itself has to be good. And yes, it has to have a bit of variety, but it needs to be consistent, like we talked about above with the content pillars. But now, when we talk about consistency, I also want to address how often you post and the overall tone of the feed. So I always recommend posting once a day or six days a week. Keep reminding your audience who you are, what you do. As for the type of content, right, they will vary for sure, falling into one of the content pillars, but overall, the vision needs to be cohesive. So the social media pages should be an extension of the restaurant. You want to capture and communicate something about the experience to a prospective diner. People got to know right away that they landed in the right spot. Finally, when we're talking about consistency in content, I'll say there's nothing wrong with hiring a professional photographer from time to time. Even if you get good at capturing your own stuff, even if you want to capture most of the content for your social media feeds, it's not a bad idea to bring in a professional just to get those really, really great shots. So again, that's key number one. Content is king, but consistency is queen. Key number two You've got to provide value to the followers you have. So everyone always wants more followers and you are all probably going to ignore what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Stop worrying about how many followers you have. Instead, 
focus on cultivating a strong following, a passionate following. How do you do that? You do that by providing value. So now remember, you want followers so that you can sell to them, right? You want them to see your photos so that you can eventually lure them in to come dine at your restaurant. But consider the flip side for just a second. Why should they follow you? You've got to give your followers a reason to follow you. The reason that they're going to follow you is if you give them something that they want or need. And maybe that's just beautiful photos of delicious food. Maybe that's a recipe from time to time or a behind the scenes look or, or something that they couldn't have gotten anywhere else. Whatever it is, you've got to provide value. Gary Vaynerchuk is the founder of VaynerMedia, and uh, and I love his book. It's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And in that book, he urges social media marketers to replace the word jab with give and right hook with ask. You have to give, give, give before you can ask for anything. So think about your entire marketing plan. Consider all of your daily posts on Facebook and Instagram. What's the tone? Are you being generous and giving or are you asking and selling? It drives me crazy when I scroll through and see a bunch of posts that say, join us for happy hour every day from four to six or late night specials available or come see what the chef's cooking up. Yes, we get it. You're a business and you want customers, but we all walk through the world getting sold to all day long. The last thing certainly I want to do, and I think most of you out there, the last thing you want to do is scroll through social media and get sold to over and over and over again. So instead, provide the kind of insight that only you can provide. Provide value. So in the very beginning, I urged you to change your strategy, your your perspective from push to pull. Instead of just yelling louder about your great menu or killer wine list or signature cocktails or happy hour specials, instead of that, just do something that forces us to lean in closer. Start pulling us toward you. It's so much more interesting and elegant that way. Key number three, engagement is the name of the game. Newsflash, it's called social for a reason. So be social. I always like to say that social media is the new word of mouth. So lean into that and use it to spark conversations. How do you do that? Three key ways. First, by using tags, hashtags, user tags, and geotags. Instagram allows up to 30 hashtags per photo, uh, and you should be using almost all of those. Between 20 and 30 is what I recommend. You're going to have to do research and figure out which hashtags are appropriate for your industry, for your uh, for your area, for your cuisine, for your style of dining. Uh, once you figure that out, include all of those hashtags on each and every piece of content. Uh, geotags, this is like we talked about at the beginning of the show, when you add the location to the post. Now, this is when people uh, stumble on a piece of content, and they see the picture, and they say, that looks really great. Where is that? They click on the geotag and a map will pop up and it shows them where your restaurant is. That just helps them get to you. And it seems like a really good idea to me. Uh, And then finally, user tags. This is where you can tag the user, uh, tag a specific user in the photo itself. Um, So uh, a chef or an influencer or a media outlet or, you know, uh, any other users. Um, Or you can uh, add a caption. You can add a user tag in the caption itself. And this is just how you spread your reach because then the followers who follow that person may stumble across that piece of content that you posted just because you tagged them. So that's the first way uh, that you can spark conversations by using tags. 
Uh, number two is by following, liking, and commenting. So as a business, you should be doing that constantly, right? When people follow your account or comment on a piece of your content, you should use that as an opportunity to engage with them. Maybe you follow back, or maybe you just go visit their profile and like a couple of their photos, or maybe you add a comment into one of their photos or send them a direct message. But that's the second way. Follow, like, and comment. And then the third way, it's an extension of number two. Uh, when you plan out your content, you should think about how you can use it to engage, how to spark conversations. Don't just post a post. Make sure there's a purpose behind it. What posts are going to get shared and reposted and which ones are going to bring in a bunch of comments. Uh, finally, I always recommend uh, taking 10 minutes each and every day on engagement. Just spend a few minutes on each of your platforms and go through to see who recently followed you or who recently commented on your content and do your best to respond. Also, again, reach out and comment on their stuff, like their stuff, follow other users in an effort, in an attempt to get them to notice you. Okay, key number four, we talked about this a few weeks ago. But don't be afraid of paid advertising. These days, I think you have to be willing to spend a little money on social media marketing, especially on Facebook, uh, but more and more on Instagram as well. Note, I said a little. It doesn't have to be a huge number, but I think you do have to put a little bit of money behind your efforts if you want things to take off. So. In episode number 14, remember, we talked all about how to get started with Facebook ads. So if you skipped it, uh, definitely go back and give that one a lesson. In that episode, I give you a blueprint for how to run a few different kinds of ads on Facebook. Hopefully, uh, it takes some of the mystery out of it uh, and you, you can feel comfortable enough to, to get started with that. Even if you just boost a post here and there, maybe spend $20 once a month on either a Facebook or an Instagram boost, I think it's going to help. And then finally, key number five, which goes hand in hand with number four, what gets measured gets managed. The key to paid advertising is to measure the results, track everything so that you know for certain what worked and what didn't. So I got a client who has a fast casual concept and before I started working on their marketing, they explained how they had recently opened up a new location and to kick things off, they ran a grand opening promotion. Uh, they gave away $1 burritos. The idea was to create a big spectacle lines down the block and a big crowd and it worked, but they missed a valuable opportunity and that was to figure out what piece of their marketing did work. They hired a PR company to get the word out and then they sent e-blasts and then they did a big push on social media, but they missed that important piece of measuring it. They didn't ask people how they'd heard about the promotion. If they had just engaged in conversation at the register when people were paying their dollar, they could have collected valuable data and it would have helped them for their next big opening. For example, maybe their biggest push came from their social media marketing. Okay, well next time out, maybe it's not so important to hire a big fancy PR firm. You just spend a little bit on social media marketing. The only way to tell if your marketing efforts are working is to measure the results. So in everything you do, please, please, please measure. So clients will ask me all the time, uh, specifically about influencers. They'll say, oh, should we get into influencer marketing? And you know, how do we get influencers in here? And I say, okay, fine. Yeah, you should do it. But you got to find ways to track the results. You may or may not be paying that influencer to post on your behalf, but at the very least, you're giving them a comp meal, right? And so that has a real dollar cost. And one way to do this 
is to give them a promo code, right? You, you ask them to include specific copy in their Instagram caption. Let's say you're doing a special promotion for uh, summer and you invite four different influencers in to try um, the new dishes and then post about them. So give them all a different code like promo one, promo two, promo three, promo four. Diners can either apply that code for a 10% discount when ordering online, or they can give that code to their server in the restaurant to get the discount. Then at the end of the summer, you'll be able to look back and see which promo code got used most and what kind of sales that led to. Then you'll be able to tell which of the four influencers was the most valuable. You can decide which of those you want to work with in the future, and then whether the efforts were worth the cost at all come the end. Down the line, we're going to take a really deep dive into social media, but for now, I just wanted to start by giving you these five keys to success. Again, they were number one, content is key, but consistency is queen. You've got to post high quality content on a consistent basis. Make sure there's consistency across the feed in how often you post, in the tone and the aesthetic of the feed. You got to make sure that people uh, know where they've landed, that the feeds are an extension of the restaurant. Key number two was to nurture the followers you have and make sure you're providing them with value. Number three, engagement is key. Be social. Use social media to spark conversations. Number four, please don't be afraid of spending money on paid advertising on social media. And then finally, number five, track all of your efforts. What gets measured gets managed. Otherwise, there's no way to know what's working. At the end, I said I was going to share my predictions for the future, and so here they are. Um, I do think there's a shift coming to Instagram over the next 12 to 18 months. Um, I think the platform is running out of real estate, and I think people are sick of scrolling. So I think the usage is going to shift. How? I have no idea, uh, but our habits are already starting to change, and I think the Explore page is going to become more prominent. I think um, I think we're going to want to discover content similar to the content we already like. Um, but that's just my best guess. We'll see what Instagram does with it. Uh, prediction number two, I think video is going to become more and more important, especially edited videos. If you can teach yourself how to use iMovie or Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere, I think you're going to benefit immensely. So as a restaurant owner, maybe teach yourself how to use one of those programs or find someone who knows them really well and can work with you. And then prediction number three, I think restaurants should start thinking of themselves as mini media companies. You should put out all kinds of different content photos and blog posts and video content and cooking tutorials and behind the scenes access and on and on more content more varied content again i think people are starting to expect more from their social media feeds as always then we finish up with uh, the assignment and continuing education for this week's assignment i want you to start with key number one i want you to map out your five content pillars and then write a paragraph or two about the aesthetic of the feed. How can you maintain consistency? How can the feeds be an extension of the actual dining experience? And then with continuing education, I, I listen, this was one of the 10 books I recommended, but I can't recommend it enough. Gary Vaynerchuk's Jab, 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 Right Hook. If you've been ignoring me, if you've been uh, putting it off, please don't put it off any longer. Uh, the lessons of that book feed right into the lessons uh, of this week's episode. I think you're going to thank me for it. There's a ton of great information in that book. Again, Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. There is a link in the show notes. Uh, please go do yourself a favor and get it. 
As always, I'm going to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close. This is Restaurant Strategy. If you want to get in touch, please do so. Uh, reach out directly, chip at chipclose.com. That's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. It's the best way to get in touch. Let me know if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, hopes, dreams. Let me know what you think of the podcast. I very much look forward to uh, being back with you next week. Take care. Take care.